Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is James McCoy. Welcome to the JM Sports and Wrestling Podcast, where you will hear the latest in wrestling and sports. Nothing here is off limits. Let's have some fun. So our first segment's going to be Wrestle Kingdom 12. New Japan put on their biggest pay-per-view of the year. And let me tell you, the hype for this was off the charts. You had Omega and Jericho as the headliners, and it did not disappoint and we're going to kick it off right now. So, Lane, what was your favorite thing about Wrestle Kingdom 12? What a show, man. Let me just say, WrestleMania got so much to do to beat Wrestle Kingdom. This was... Let me start by saying this. I was so happy for this Jericho Omega match. That I seriously I mean, would not shut up about it. I mean, I will tell you this: WWE has the royal phenomenal, 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 phenomenal. You know, phenomenal. not only do they have work to do with WrestleMania, but man, you got the Royal Rumble, you got Fastlane. I bet you could put Royal Rumble and Fastlane together, and I bet you it wouldn't even compare to Wrestle Kingdom 12. That's just how you know great the pay per view was, and how deep the talent pool was for that pay per view. You know what? There was a lot of great matches on the card and I'm telling you I want to talk about the final four but the one I really want to hit on right now is Jericho and Omega since that was the headliner what was do you think that match not only one did it live up to the hype number two did it accomplish what it was supposed to accomplish did it make Omega bigger because I've seen everyone say Jericho should have won that match what are your thoughts well, I definitely think it made Omega bigger, but not only Omega, the company, Jericho himself, <laughs> and I'll say that the match was way better than I expected, because, you know, especially when you see Jericho in the WWE environment, even when he was in the Attitude Era, especially as a fan of Jericho, I, I pictured in my head how it's going to go, huge fan of Omega, it was not what I thought it was going to be, at all, it was. it lived up to the hype, it ex- Expectations, but the biggest thing about it was Jericho has so much fun. He's actually yeah. I mean, you know what, Jericho? He can adapt to any style. He can adapt to the Canadian style, the North American style, the Japanese style, any style you can think of. Jericho can definitely, you know, adapt to it. And you saw it in this match. It, look. You may take him out of New Japan, but you can't take New Japan out of him. And somebody who wrestled there for as long as he did, you know, WCW and everything else, it's almost like Jericho never left. It's almost like he just went backstage and went, okay, New Japan style, here we go. And then him and Omega just tore the house down. Tore the house down, then he also got wife Jay Chance. There was also Thank You Jericho Chance during the match at one point. Um... But I've got to say, that was the main event as far as names. But I will say, I still think the main event was a better match. It started off slow, and it worked its way up, and there was great ring psychology. But Jericho and Omega had it too. But for the New Japan style and the way that they present matches, it was really good. It was big move and big move, but it wasn't until the end. I really enjoyed it. I still think Omega 
and Jericho was my favorite match, maybe not the best, but Wrestle Kingdom was it was phenomenal. The four way match with um, Will Ospreay winning the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship that match was phenomenal. I that was that. first match. That was the first match I came into. I love and that. that was, I love yeah. that booking. I, I think they made the right call making him the champion. I think this guy, this guy's got legend written all over him, and you know this guy. What not even a year and a half ago, fought Vader, a Hall of Famer. Well, should be a Hall of Famer in WWE, but all over the place. And man, this guy's gonna have one hell of a title ring. And when we come back, I want to hit on that Jay White Tanahashi match. All right, let's do that. Okay, so we're gonna cut it off right here. We'll be right back, and then we'll hit on the Jay White match. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and we're going to continue to talk about New Japan's pay-per-view, Wrestle Kingdom 12. And before we went to break, Lane wanted to hit on one of the other matches. That was Hiroshi Tanashi versus Jay White for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Hit it. So I'm not for sure how familiar you are with New Japan or Jay White, but he actually started there years ago as a young, young lion. Went away on excursion, as they say. Went to Ring of Honor, did a lot of indies, <clears throat> even had some dark matches for WWE, and came back when they built up the story. And I think New Japan completely dropped the ball. Completely. What are they doing with Jay White? He's supposed to be a heel. And they put him in the match, and they have him heel out and just totally disrespect Tanahashi. And then Tanahashi wins. Then the following night, which was yesterday... They had Kenny Omega offer him a spot in the Bullet Club and totally became a face and beat beat the crap out of Kenny Omega, really. Hit him with his finisher. I don't understand what they're trying to do, and I really thought Jay White should have won. Uh, I think the title would have actually helped elevate him. I think he would have elevated the title, and I think the story that they told, I really thought Jay White should have won. Disappointed with the match. I just, I didn't like it. See, 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 I totally agree with you on that, and here's why. I thought it was rather interesting that New Japan decided to really make this match more about Tanahashi than White. Um, you know, for some reason, they opted to shine the spotlight on the older veteran than the guy who's hot, who's up and coming, who's on the rise. You know, he could potentially be... You know, would you know? Would you call him? You know, would you call him the John Cena of WWE? Uh, yes, because he's main evented. He's either main evented or been the, in the second to last match uh, in the last ten out of the last twelve Wrestle Kingdoms. See, uh, you know, and and you say that, and I think back to when John Cena was on, you know, was on the rise, and you know, John Cena early on had a WWE Championship match against Brock Lesnar, and and, and I'll be honest with you, at that time. I honestly thought WWE should have had the balls to pull the trigger and put the title on him next instead of Brock Lesnar. Because, I mean, we all knew that Brock was a beast and, you know, we thought at the time he was always going to be there. But you got you had a guy who was hot as seen at the time. And for some reason, now granted, Brock wasn't the, the veteran at the time. But you had a chance to where 
you could have rode with Cena early to see what could have happened. I mean, obviously, they made the right move and however they chose to handle it, but I totally agree with you. White should have especially, Go ahead. Especially with the way that they they had him come in at the one of their last big shows, the same show that Jericho announced his return to. They had him come out. They had him lay him out. You know, they built up the story, but then when you get to the match, it's all about Tanahashi, Tanahashi, Tanahashi. And the build-up to it was, you know, Jay White, Jay White, Jay White. So, I mean, it's one of them things. Is, it, it almost reminds me of when you see something on TV and you buy it and you get it home and it's it's not what you were wanting nor expecting. It was one of them things where I, I bought into what they sold me. And then when I actually got the, the match, the product, I just, I I didn't like it. I, I didn't think that they did it right. And they don't drop the ball very often. But I really think New Japan messed up with this. I totally agree with you. I'll tell you, one of the spots in the match that really impressed me was the running Death Valley driver that that put down Tanahashi for a two count. When he when he hit that move, I was really thinking, oh my gosh, we got a new champion. And, you know, Tanahashi's like John Cena. He'll always kick out him too. And, but I mean, again, I mean, I thought the match had some good spots. I, I think what really lowered the grade for me personally was that they didn't pull the trigger and put the title on him. Um, also, when we come back, this kind of has me thinking about another matchup that I definitely want to hit on and I definitely want your thoughts on. And that is for the I, it's for the IWGP heavyweight title with Okada and NATO. <coughs> I was going into that match thinking that it was time for a title change. Because now that you see Jericho attacking NATO, you could have set up a huge title match between the two. But when we come back, I want to hit on that. I want to know what your thoughts are. Because I have some interesting thoughts of my own. All right, we'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We are continuing our talk on New Japan Wrestle Kingdom 12. And right now, we're going to talk about the IWGP Heavyweight Championship match. And is it fair to say that the IWGP Heavyweight title is the most prestigious in the world right now? Right now. You're oh, 100%. 100%. I'll come out and say it. it's more prestigious than, than, than WWE Champion, the Ring of Honor Champion. I mean, in my opinion, it's the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. And then it's really close, if not tied, with the, the old NWA World Heavyweight title. Totally agree with you on that. I mean, WWE, you know, WWE right now, having AJ hold that belt is the right call. AJ elevates the title. I mean, he held it. You know, the first time he held it, he was able to elevate it. And, and then Dean became, you know, things like that. Okada is approaching two years as IWGP Heavyweight Champion. Two years. And you don't get long reigns like that in the United States. You really don't. You know, yes, Ring of Honor, you definitely get longer reigns than I feel like you do in the WWE. I mean, you had you just had Jinder Mahal, who had the title for about four and a half months. I'll be honest with you, I was pleasantly surprised they decided to do it that long. But with the heavyweight title here, they don't play hot potato. They ride with the hot hand. And... You know, yeah. Now, are you risking it? You know, that person becoming boring and stale to them? Sure, absolutely. 
But another thing that separates New Japan from WWE is the way they book their champions. The way they book their champions. It's, I mean, especially the heavyweight champion. I mean, I truly thought Kenny Omega was going to dethrone Okada. Didn't happen. I'm sure it was tempting for New Japan to pull the trigger, but they didn't do it. Because they listened to their fans. They listened to their fan base. And until the fan base tells you something different, shouldn't you ride it out with Okada? Yeah. However, I would have liked to have seen Naito uh, <clears throat> become champion. Yeah. Just on the fact that, I mean, Okada has been champion for close to two years. I think at the big show, it would have been the perfect time to, to pull the trigger. And if I don't know if you're aware of this, but the last person to beat Okada for the title was Naito. That's right. Yep, I was aware of that. Yeah. But I, I thought that could be a really good story, and they could carry it to like their in, in the summer to like Dominion, and then they could put the title back on Okada or whatever they wanted to do. But I really thought, really thought it would have been cool. And, and the, the crowd was actually really behind Naito at one point. Yes, they were. That's absolutely correct. I mean, he heard booze for the first time. His relentless creating sympathy. I mean, yeah. I mean, and, and if I remember correctly, I think even Naito heard booze. Yeah. You know, because the way he was working over Okada was creating sympathy for the champ. <laughs> but, I mean, again, when you have two big stars like Okada and, and Naito, I mean, the way someone compared it to me is it was it would be the WWE's version of John Cena and Okada versus Naito in Triple H. I could see that. Yeah. I mean look, the crowd was split. You know, you know, it's like in WWE where you hear, you know, at one part they chant, you know, for example, let's go Cena and then the other part says let's you know, Cena sucks. Or they go, Let's go Cena and then they say, you know, let's go, you know, for example, CM Punk. I mean, that's really what it was in that matchup. I mean, these two, these guys are huge stars. I mean, you're asking the crowd to play favorites, but they have no issues. Doing they were that. really split. It was really even. I mean, and one other thing I noticed was I, I, I know there was at least a thousand, one thousand Americans that were actually in Japan for the Tokyo Dome. And if you go back and look at other Wrestle Kingdoms or New Japan shows in general, the crowd was a lot more noisy and a lot more louder than they normally are because Japanese culture that people sit there and they clap it's almost like golf they clap and they're they're trying to be respectful but this year's Wrestle Kingdom the crowd was like I mean it was it was it was phenomenal that match I mean they, the crowd was into it and it was splitting down the middle I, I enjoyed it yeah you know I did too and I guess what I want to hit on one more time when we come back is hit on what's next for Okada what could we possibly see from Okada next I mean what else is there left for him to accomplish we will talk about that, guys and girls, when we come back. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back to continue to talk about New Japan. But before we do, I just wanted to... Uh, Green had the game on up here. The Tennessee Titans came back from 21-3 down to stun the Kansas City Chiefs 22-21 as Tennessee will advance on in the NFL playoffs. Thought I would run that score across to you since it since it just went final. 
And I will talk more about that in the days to come. But before we went to commercial, we were talking about Okada's match with with No. Now the question becomes, what's next? What is next for Okada to accomplish? I think I see what New Japan's doing here. They are definitely let hit, letting him, you know, pretty much establish his legacy. So what's next? Who do you see potentially in his future? I have one. I have one. He's back in New Japan. You have to make this match after he's done with Naito. You have to make Chris Jericho versus Okada. Best in the world against the best heavyweight champion on the planet. Could you imagine if they booked that match? I know one of their bigger shows is is, it's Dominion in the summer. What if Jericho was to actually do a thing kind of like with Omega? They do two or three matches and Jericho actually was to win. Say the first match and then down the line, Okada could come back and win. How exciting would Oh, that would be epic. I'll, I'll even take it one step further. Jericho wins the IWGP title and then does something that you never see coming. Never. You see Vince McMahon come up on that big screen as the person who sent Jericho over to take the IWGP title out of Japan. And you make Okada come chase him to WWE. Talking about goosebumps. I mean, look, we haven't seen anything as far as... Look, New Japan is credited with invasion angles. We all know WCW. You know, Eric Bischoff learned from New Japan, hey, let's create, you know, an angle where someone comes in and tries to take over the company. Well, we haven't really seen much of that since WCW closed the doors. I mean, yeah, you had Nexus come in trying to run roughshod. Ooh, big deal. But could you imagine in the wrestling business today, if you want a shot in the arm, if you want a shot of that adrenaline to get people talking, Vince McMahon is the reason Jericho went to New Japan so he could take the IWGP title, bring it to the United States. Because aren't they doing... United States shows? They are. And they're, kind of, they're coming back this year. I want to say sometime in the summer. I believe it's summer, if not right before summer. They're doing uh, quite, a, I think, almost double the shows that they did last year. <clears throat> That's right. Now, listen to this. Now, you're going to, you thought you just had goosebumps now? Let, let's think about something for a second. So, in WWE, we got guys like Finn Balor. Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles, Gallows and Anderson. What do all of them have in common? They all came from New Japan. That is absolutely correct. Now, Jericho takes the title. You want to talk about an angle you could put together right there? Takes the title, brings it to the United States. Okada regroups and gets his crew to come to the United States to WWE. And Jericho has his crew of himself, AJ Styles, Ben Balor, Gallows and Anderson, and boom, right there. You have the shot of adrenaline. You have what we've been wanting to have for a while, and that's interest in the business itself. And then you can take two great promotions like that to win-win. And it's funny you say that because New Japan legally owns the term name Bullet Club for all purposes, all rights to it. But... 
after last Monday's Raw, Tuesday morning, the UK WWE official Twitter account used the hashtag Bullet Club. The actual WWE Twitter account used hashtag Bullet Club Reunites. So, since WWE, or since New Japan actually owns it, maybe they're planting some seeds. That's a good possibility. Let's do one more segment. I was going to stop it after this segment. Let's do one more and hit on this, because I think you and I just may have hit on something big. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and we're going to finish up this New Japan chatter. I think Lane and I just may have stumbled onto gold, folks. We may have stumbled onto some gold. So, Lane, I was going to get some thought as we were taking a break. Now, who else was in New Japan that was a former IWGP champion? I can think of two other men. Do you know who I'm talking about? Currently or former stars? They are currently in WWE right now. One is a general manager and one is a part-timer. Kurt Angle, yeah, that's right. Didn't he win him when he was part of TNA? He did. And then Brock Lesnar was over there and won it as well. That's right. Now, I was thinking about this. Could you imagine Survivor Series 2018? You get AJ, Balor, Brock, right? Right. Gallows and Anderson. And you put them up against... Oh, I'm sorry. Let's go with... You know, let's take out Gallows and Anderson. Let's go Jericho. Nakamura? We can put Nakamura there. Against Okada. Naito. The Young Bucks. And Cody Rhodes. Wow. <laughs> Especially with the history of Cody being there. Because you've got some stars in New Japan that were in WWE. And then you got stars in WWE that were formerly in New Japan. That's right. You want to talk about competition. The one thing as wrestling fans we've been wanting. And the one thing we were very disappointed in. Now, it was great to see WWE win at the time when the battle was WCW. But what we didn't realize was that years later, WWE was going to be stale. Become stale and... Yeah, when TNA was first in there, TNA, for a long time, when they were there, first made some waves. Like, you thought, hey, this is a legitimate, this could be the new WCW that could give WWE a run. And obviously, we all know what's going on right now. We need competition, because if you don't have competition, WWE is not going to step up its game. And if they don't step up its game, we're going to get the same old stuff. Well, something I've noticed, too, is if you were to, if you're looking at a WWE show, most of the shirts are from New Japan's slash Ring of Honor with the Young Bucks and Omega and even a lot of Cody Rhodes shirts. If you look at a Ring of Honor show or a New Japan show, you don't really see any WWE shirts. And when you do, it's old stuff like Stone Cold or The Rock. It's a lot of older WWF stuff or NWO stuff from, from WCW. That's right. I mean, the, the, the 
when WCW went out of business, WWE won, but it's almost like they won the battle, but they lost the war. It's because their product is stale. And now what WWE has done unintentionally is given all these other companies a chance to come and take the lead spot. And now, like I said, you've got Ring of Honor, you've got New Japan. We're not going to count TNA because I don't know what they're doing. Right. Um, and But you've got these other companies that are now starting to to come up and I think it's funny that now which wouldn't have happened 10 years ago you've got Triple H showing up to like these WWN shows or PWG shows you know working with them to try to scout scout talent and uh, I think I think really Vince has dropped the ball and it's not just him it's just everybody it's Kevin the Dunn, whole company Kevin Dunn yeah everybody yeah that, that yeah <laughs> anyway I think they've really dropped the ball and I mean, yeah, they're still making money and everything, but for a short period of time, I feel like WWE really killed the business. And now it's like, you know, they're just doing what they want to do. And now they're sports entertainment. I'm a fan of professional wrestling. So me as a fan, I can speak because this is what I'm going through. I'd rather watch a New Japan show than the the Royal Rumble when it comes to the big pay-per-views. And I still watch WWE, but... I'm I'm actively searching for other stuff. Totally agree with you right there. And Ring of Honor, here's my personal plea to you. It's time to step it up. You want to become number two promotion in the world and challenge WWE? Step up. Open the books. Do whatever you need to do to make that happen. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up right here. You made it to the end. Thanks for hanging out with me. Be sure to hit the clapping button so I know which segment you like the best. Also, be sure to hit the star button to favorite the station and share with your friends on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play, and Pocket Casts. Lane, great job as always, brother. Guys, we'll be back on Tuesday.